Dave! Oh, hello. I'm so very sorry that I kept you waiting. Oh! At the, at the, at the risk of sounding like uh, a, a a call centre. I know your time is very valuable, <laughs> and your call is important to me. So I'm sorry, sorry that I, uh, I kept you waiting. Look, Dave, that's fine. I will uh, put it in the bill and send it through. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Look... look. I just wanted a couple of extra days this week, all right? <laughs> Please come just. I know it says on the 15th. Can I pay it on the 17th? <laughs> oh, man. How many times I did that to my phone provider when I was younger and less organized and mobile phones cost a bajillion dollars to run. I, I was having a think about mobile phones the other day. Mm. Do you remember when you couldn't send an SMS to people? Who are on a different network. I know. How crazy <laughs> is that? <laughs> it just seems like the most ridiculous, ridiculous thing ever, doesn't it? And text messages were deemed to be, like, comparably more expensive than phone calls. Oh, it was cr- I remember one thing we were at. Um, we, I was a, a leader on a, a, on a youth program. Mm-hmm. So we had a whole bunch of participants with us. This is in the... Um, Late 90s. Oh, yeah, mid mid to late 90s. And uh, this is back at the time when we used to just, like, unleash them on the Sydney CBD for, like, four or five hours unaccompanied. (laughs) Yeah. We'll meet you guys somewhere later. (laughs) You'll be back here at five, yeah. Uh, But what we actually... We developed a system at one point where we would have... um, We would make sure we had... When we stayed in little groups, we would at least have someone from... Like someone who had a Vodafone phone, someone who had a Telstra phone, and someone who had an Optus phone. So between the three of us, we could like call people, like like text all the other people. I mean, thankfully, that was something that the telcos worked out pretty quickly by themselves, right? Yes, thankfully. But it, it, what I find most interesting, being the elder statesman of the technological realm that we are, is that in our lifetime, we've seen the rise of the consumable mobile phone for consumers... And the rapid change in pricing and plans and how they worked, the rise of the smartphone, the way that has changed communications again in that, like, I remember when calling people used to be an okay thing. (laughs) And now, no way, man. (laughs) Present company... Accepted. No, naturally. Well, I saw a really, it was a really funny thing, uh, funnily enough, on the tweet where it was like stages of our friendship. Um, and it was like, first thing, uh, I'll say hi to you in the street. Second thing, it was, uh, I'll remember your name at social gatherings. Um, third thing, or third level, is I will take a bullet for you. Uh, and fourth thing was, I will answer a phone call from you. <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? See, I know, I, I, I still kind of. With some people, I, I still enjoy the, I, I still enjoy the yeah the, the long, uh, rambling phone call. I, mm. I think that's still a, a skill I have, but uh, yeah, it's becoming less and less. Hey, <laughs> you know what we talked about last time? We, we talked to you. You had a big, you know, some presentations ready to go, which I'm oh, sure yes. were enormous successes. Yeah, let's say they were. <laughs> Yeah, guess who found um, guess who found their ten year old 
hiding a mobile phone under her bed covers at like 10 o'clock at night, like two days later. Spectacular. Dave, let me talk to you about, really, how did, how did this get found? Because, well, through a bit of stupidity, like she was complaining that she couldn't fall asleep. Hmm. Um, and sort of like stormed in there just to sort of give her a exasperated, just go to bed. I only, just, only to sort of see this little flash of light. And I'm just like, oh, I know what that is. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fantastic. And so then, then you'll love this. So we had a, a good talk about it the next day and mm. explained why, you know, being on your phone late at night was not conducive to getting to sleep. Yes. Um, let, and let's not even start the conversation about who was getting text messages at that hour <laughs> yes. and whether that was a, a bad thing for them as well. Uh, and we reached agreement, and so that was great. I'm thinking, that this is fantastic. So, you know, the, the next night, the, the phone was somewhere where we could see it, where it was charging. We're like, oh, this is easy. And the next night, back to this, oh, I just can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. I'm like, oh, this is just ridiculous. Again, I saw him in there unannounced, <laughs> only to find this time, like the Nintendo DS being tucked oh, under the covers. And I'm just like, it's still a screen! It's still- <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's like, but I'm not texting anyone. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> Dave, this is the sound of me commiserating and judging you <laughs> <laughs> all at once. I, and look, and I, I was, I, I, and you know, I was so confident, I was so <laughs> confident that, that this wasn't a problem. Because again, um, our, our son, our eldest, mm. like he has never even thought about taking his phone into his room of an evening. Like he chucks on the charger in the lounge room. Like that's yeah. not something that we started. It's just what he does. It's yeah. where he leaves it to charge. Now, admittedly, he wakes up at about you know quarter to six in the morning and you know sort of may rush out then to yes. you know, watch YouTube or do whatever. But you know we we haven't had the late night problem. And uh, yeah, it came to visit us. So I just I just thought you know given your your current interest in topics like that, that you would, uh, you would enjoy that. Oh, that's delightful. Look, and, and I have a, like eternal uh, sort of a standing fear, I guess, that these things that I'm going to talk about, and, and admittedly, I'm not telling parents, you must, you will, you should. It's just say, hey, these are things that you should think about in the conversations that you have with your young people and how you want to grow them and, and that sort of stuff. These are the beneficial, the practical reasons why these might be a good thing, but I'm not telling you do any of it. You live your life. I'm just here to be uh, someone who knows some things that I can help share that stuff. Um, I, I'm absolutely confident that I'll have a similar concern or issue or I'll have to come out and say my son is addicted to gaming or my daughter is something something or like all of those things, right? It's, it's the inevitable expert's curse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's coming. Um, as for the presentations, they went they went pretty well, I think. Um, one of them we live streamed, and so that's available on uh, my um, the company I work or the company the church that I work for. It's on their Facebook page, um, so people can uh, check that out and make fun of me or enjoy it or whatever. Um, but I look, I'm am comfortable with how they all went. Oh, that's good. All of them could do with some tightening up. Um, the one that was live streamed, I don't know if I'll get to do it the way I did it again, but I've certainly got that as a resource I can chop and change into other presentations now. The one that I was big concerned about that I'm going to be replicating a number of times, I need to shave 20 minutes out of that. Ooh. So yeah, That's always hard. Well, I said it'll run for about an hour and a half, and we went nearly the full two. Um, right. But we had right. some good conversation in the process, so I put it down to that. That's good. Um, but I have gone through and cut out about five or six slides, and it's not going to be enough. But, um hey. 
Hey, speaking yeah. of uh, of you and your your visage on the internet, mm-hmm. I, oh, there's something I wanted to uh, chat to you about. Steve, you have got very good hair. Oh, look, I've got hair that I'm very proud of. I'm You've not very good hair. It's uh, I'll put it down to, to calling it um, the Malkinton curse. Is that a fair thing? Because I, I have very fond memories of my dad, who loves Elvis. Like uh, my, some of my fondest memories as a kid is dad whacking on an Elvis record of a Saturday afternoon after he's done all his work, or if the, he knew there was an Elvis movie on, he would kind of schedule his day around the opportunity to get it done to sit down and watch that. And that was always great. And and I know that he kind of prepared his his quaff in the same kind of way. Early Elvis, not late Elvis. Yep, yep. Um, And that was fine. I mean, it was never the same, but he had that kind of big sort of thing. We have never, the Malkinton men have never suffered from male pattern baldness ever, anywhere, on any part of our body. Like, we have all of the hair and then some extra hair. Um, so it's actually probably quite a convenient thing that I am morbidly obese because it means the hair follicles are stretched out and further <laughs> apart and I don't look like the gorilla that I should normally otherwise look like. Yes, yeah, my, my, mine migrated from the top of my head a while ago. But, <laughs> but still, what, what I wanted to know, like, see, I, I, I don't think guys really often tell one another or, or discuss hairstyles. Like, it's, mm. just, it's just not part, not part of what we do. And so... I think the problem with that, though, is that leads many, many of us to have really bad haircuts oh, for years. Yeah. And, and and if you know what the problem is from my perspective, Steve? Like, when you go to... It doesn't matter whether it's a barber or a, a hairstylist or, like, whatever whatever title you want to give the, the, the professional person who is going to grab some scissors or clippers or a combination thereof and, and, and somehow shape your hair... You just want them to sort of know, don't you? You're like, mm. like the, the question of how do you want it done? It's like, I, yeah. I really don't know. Like, if, if I knew what looked good, <laughs> I'd probably do it myself. Well, that, and that's the issue, isn't it? I mean, that's why barbers were uh, like old school barbers, you know, like the, the, the business that was a kind of a corridor around the back of the, the mixed business out the front where you would go in and there would be some questionable magazines on the thing and there'd be one so or two much. chairs. Oh, yeah. And you'd walk in and he would ask really only out of courtesy. He was going to cut your hair the same way as he cut the last guy's hair as he cut the last guy's hair. Short, did, back and sides. Did, did you go to like an old school barber when you were a kid? Because I, I mm. did, I think after I was, oh, see, when I was really young, mum used to cut my hair. Um, and I had what could... If you're being really generous, you might call it a bowl cut, <laughs> but, but it really wasn't. It was just it was just mum trying to keep it out of my eyes, basically. Um, and and of course, yeah, as a kid, I didn't know that. <laughs> it was a long time before I knew that anyone got their hair cut by any way other than just their mum doing it. Um, but yeah, one day she nipped my, my ear with some scissors, <laughs> and after mm, that, I got that's very, a game very, over. I got very very sus on that, uh, and so then. Um, I got to go to the barber and um, what's the barber's name? The barber's name was, was Merv. Nice. Good on you, Merv. Yeah, and uh, he, he had a little barber shop in town and yeah, oh, definitely um, People Magazine, The Aussie Post. Yes. But yeah, Plenty of stuff with, with um, topless women. Lots of boobs out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it... it when I was really young, 
at first, you know, far too, far too nervous to even pick them up. You know, just, right. but eventually you sort of get a bit of courage and you have a bit of a look. And, and then eventually you get to the point where you walk in and if there's not three people in the queue before you, you walk back out again because you don't want them to go cut your hair straight away. We won't have a chance to look at the girly mess. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You time it right, right? It's got to, It's about making sure that you've got all of the things how you want them to be in order, ready to go. So, did, so did you go, go that sort of old school barber when you were a kid? Uh, I remember in Dolby we went a few times when we were living out there, and that because that's the visual image. Like it was kind of down a, a, a street off the main street, and it was like this sort of tucked in behind some other business at the front of it, um, and it had you know the atypical. Um, horse racing photos of horses, you know, oh, either yes. he was a part yes. owner or a co-owner or whatever around the wall. Um, fairly like it wasn't designed or, or foofed or froofed by anybody. It was very straight white, maybe with some black counters or something. Um, if you were lucky, but it, and yeah, the chair, which was your old school barber's chair with the, like all the fittings and stuff. And you'd sit there and you'd get your hair cut and then you'd walk out with your dad and you were done. Off with, the, like, mum was shopping on the, on Main Street and you'd go get your hair cut with dad and that was it. Um, but I've, see, I've always struggled, Dave, when it comes to haircuts because I have no idea ever as to what suits me. Um, yes. I've gone through every, and I mean everything. <laughs> I have had long hair down to my bum. I've had uh, shaved it bald. I've had... Uh, shave it like as a number one all over crew cut kind of thing mm-hmm. for a long time because I just didn't and I I'm not a fan of that honestly um, I know what I don't like um, you know mate some of us don't have much choice <laughs> <laughs> but see this is the thing my, my theory is that with, with the, the man that has is growing through his hair that the, the number one or number two crew cut is the solution that works totally fine and everyone accepts it and while you know balding man might go oh, I'm a little bit whatever the rest of the universe just goes, hey, nice to see you, and doesn't even care. It's only when oh, absolutely. the person decides, no, no, I will let these bits grow exceedingly long and just kind of carefully make them look like they're going across my head and that's my head. No, no. In fact, that is a bigger distraction than you shaving it all off and walking around naked. Um, <laughs> because we are drawn to the comb over in a way that is, is so very wrong. And I've seen... Some amazing comb-overs. Uh, that's about the only hairstyle I haven't had, actually, is a comb-over. But ones where, like, they've let it grow too long, but they can't bear to cut it. So it's across their head and then sort of stuck to the side of their head and travels halfway down the back of their head. Um, oh. Yeah, because yeah. they just, no, I can't cut it. I can't, I have to leave it this long. Um, no, no, you cannot cut the, the whole, or even worse is the man with the, that's growing through the hair that decides, so I'm not going to cut any other part of the hair on my head and goes the ponytail or the like. Oh. There are very few men that can pull that off. Because oh. yeah, then you look like that, then you look like Sean Connery in that horrible medicine man film. Oh, Remember that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was not good. Or George Carlin's character off The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, again, not great. Which not was basically great. George Carlin. George, basically George Carlin, yeah. <laughs> it's, is he, uh, like, I, I really did like the, the barber. I, 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 went to, mm-hmm. I went to Merv. For, uh, I reckon... I, I, I can actually remember exactly when I stopped going to see Merv. Yes. Because it, it was in year nine, right? So Merv actually did do a little bit more than you know, just you know, whacking you with the clippers straight away. You know, he, he would sort yes. of shape it up a little bit, but you know, not, not a great deal. 
And, but anyway, I wandered in there one day, and I just wasn't thinking about it. Um, and I, I actually did. I, I was talking to Merv, and I, he said, "What do you want?" And I couldn't think, and so I just went, "Uh, short back and sides." Yeah. Not really, not really knowing mm. what that was going to be, and he he gleefully went, "Oh, great! Yep, no worries." Awesome. And <laughs> and zipped that off in about. Uh, you know, about 30 seconds with the Clippers. <laughs> yes. I had a look at it and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's okay. You know, I mean, this was like seriously like number one mm-hmm. work on the sides and a, a little bit longer on the top. But I was like, no, no, I'll pull that off. Anyway, I walked back to uh, walk back to see Dad, who was who was still at work. <laughs> he took one look at it. And see, I, I think I, I, I was just about ready to pull it off until Dad's like just pulled this... What the hell have you done, Faye? <laughs> What's going on there? Um, and at which point I suddenly became enormously self-conscious. Yeah. Uh, and so, and this this was sort of like uh, midweek. So I had to go to school the next day with this new haircut. Mm. Now, again, I maybe could have pulled it off if I had have just owned it. Yes. But instead... Because I had this horrible reaction from Dad, hmm. I did. You know, what, what, what do you think is the worst thing you can do if you have a bad haircut and you're going to school, Steve? What, what, what is the one thing you should not do to try to hide your bad haircut? Oh, cover it up. <laughs> so what do you think I did? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think happens when someone who doesn't normally wear a hat to school all of a sudden is wearing a hat and is desperate to not take it off? <laughs> Why is Dave wearing a hat? What's under your hat, Dave? What's going on with your hat? Oh, yeah, so it, it just didn't go very, very well. And th- so after that, um, I think mum decided, right, you're not going to the barber anymore or I'll I'll find uh, a hairdresser you can go to instead. Yes. So, and again, I've got no idea. I mean, maybe I should have said to some of the other blokes at school, where do you get your hair cut? What, you know, or, or mm. something similar. But no, there's no way you would ask that question. You know, so mum said she would find another hairdresser or leave it up to mum. So, you know how in most country towns... Oh, I'm shuddering, yes. You know, most country towns, like, you've got maybe, you know, between four and eight blocks that really makes up the main street, like the yeah. sort of CBD. Even though the main street might be really, really long, and in, in a lot of cases, you know, it's it might even be, you know, the highway or something like that that runs through town. Inverell was like that. Mum found me a hairdresser who wasn't hmm. in that sort of little central bit that you would call, you know, where the shops are. Yes. In this little dingy arcade, a couple of blocks way down the same street. And and this hairdresser, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't stark like a barber shop like you were talking about, but it also wasn't sort of really beautifully decorated like, you know, the, the ladies' hairdressers were. It was sort of just... The aesthetic was, I don't have enough money to furnish this place. And the bloke, God bless him, he had a lazy eye. And so I found it really distracting when I was sitting in the chair and he's cutting my hair and I really couldn't tell whether he was looking where he was cutting or whether he was looking somewhere else. And it just, I, I just could not concentrate. And then... On top of all this, we had the, the same problem of him going, well, what do you want? And he yeah. had no idea. And so that, Steve, that, that started 
what went on to be probably oh three close to four shameful years mm-hmm. of me having a flat top. No, see, but the flat tops were of the time. I know that there is some derision brought on flat tops, just as there is brought on undercuts, uh, which I, I did one rock. of those later. Yeah, I rocked both of those. Let me tell you that. I transitioned from a flat top to an undercut. Oh, oh, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's that's a big difference. Uh, but <laughs> like they were they were of their time, Dave. Like you look at um, uh, what is it? Uh, what? Oh, what's the really schlocky Paul Her- Paul Verhoeven fight the aliens movie? Oh, um, oh. nah, you, you no, know the one I'm talking about, right? I think that so. Neil Patrick Harris is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the the, oh, the the Scientology one. It's um, yeah, is it Scientology? Bugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an Elron Hubbard story. Seriously, I never caught up. Yeah, it's um, Star- uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that's an Elron Hubbard story. So Gosh. it might not necessarily be a. a, a Scientology tome itself, but it is certainly from the same author. Do you know they made two or three of them? <laughs> yes. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I, I do fondly enjoy when I see it on, I'll flick over and watch a part of it. Because, yeah, it's, it's like it's into the action. There's no real story to it other than there are these dudes that want to fight aliens and, and you know, they're linked because they were in college together or whatever. Who cares? Um, but you look at that and that was made in, the, I think, the late 90s. Could have been the early whatevers. But admittedly, they were talking about the military, but all of the dudes had the flat tops, and particularly one dude, the very sharp flat top, like the vanilla ice flat top. Yeah, but look, look see, my my flat top looked less like a sharp Bruce Samazan. Oh, nice. Good reference. It, it, it did not look like, like that, because, of course, uh, I didn't like getting my hair cut, so it was inevitably growing out and being too long and sort of flopping over at the top. So it looked kind of like I had a hair-coloured mushroom on my head. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, well, ouch. That's um, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> that is indeed a thing. I, and, but look, I think we all make those mistakes. See, the problem that, that happened for me was that because... And I still... Look, I'm a 43-year-old man. I have no idea what works on my head. It, the fact that I've got a hairstyle that I kind of like um, that is effectively like a number one around the sides and the back that has a bit of length in it with the little, you know, the line cut in the side and then you sort of put some foof in it and, and it's basically a, a standard kind of short back and sides with a, a comb over thing. It looks um, very sharp. Oh, it, when it's when it's neat and in the first two or three days, super fresh, super good, I like it. Um, after that, when that line starts to grow out, yeah, no, not so great. Uh, but while I'm early and I'm rocking it, that's fine. But when I was, when we moved from Dolby to the Sunshine Coast... My mum made friends with a lady uh, of some other kids that went to school that were about my younger sister's age. And she learnt that, oh, she used to be a hairdresser and, oh, she cuts hair, like, around at her home sometimes. So we would get marched and it was about sort of five or six houses down the road from us, around the corner and down the street, once a, I don't know, fortnight every month or something. We're going to get a haircut. We go into Coral's place. And mum and her would sit there with Yabba and you would get no say. It was just sit down. She put the smock on you, cut your hair, you're done. And I was lucky enough that I was the eldest. I would go, when I was done, can I go home now? Walk down, go home and go, my hair got cut again. I don't know what to do with it. And as soon as I started taking an interest, I had even less of an idea. Like, I, I think at one point, because I had hair that was long enough, I even cut it into a mohawk that lasted about a day because I figured <laughs> I, I will see how this goes. Yep. And the short yep. answer is it didn't go very well. So I knew that I could just shave it off and it would be like the rest of my head and that'd be fine. See, this is uh, the problem too. Like, 
even when they have, say, like, magazines full of ha hairstyles. Oh, yeah, no, no yeah, idea. Pick something out and you go, well, none of these people look like me. No. <laughs> Where's <laughs> the, normal, the normal weird people magazine that we can go, <laughs> oh, yeah, see that weird fat dude? Him. Give me hair like that. Like, like or, or even worse is if you do go through and you go, I reckon that haircut's really good. And you show them to them, they go, you haven't quite got the right shape face for that. It's oh. just like... What shape is my face? It's just face shape, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's Apparently not, well, not. And it goes on, no shit, Sherlock, because then you get it done and it's like, no, that doesn't work. That's not a thing for my head. Um, like, I had dreads for, admittedly, about three days, but I had dreads, Dave. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the worst part, worst, best, because I didn't want to commit to it, because um, I had someone plait my hair, and it wasn't super long to start with, yep. and then someone went, oh, let's turn it into dreads. So they did. And I just kind of went, oh, this is going to get smelly and horrible in a few months' time. So I think I might just brush them out. Oh, no. That took the best part of a three-hour bus trip. Um, and there was a fair amount of pain. And I think I nearly broke the comb twice. Uh, but in the end, the best part was that I looked like Don King. <laughs> like once I had brushed all those little dreads out uh, and I, I got someone to take a photo. I Seriously, my hair was standing on edge like it was Don King. Oh dear! See, while while my hair was bad, it was it was bad within the realms of you know normality. Like no, no like everyone would look at my haircut and go, "That was probably a bad haircut." But it's not like how on the earth did you come up with that? Whereas one of my mates in year eleven, and I I still don't know why, but he had a perm. What? Like <laughs> so Craig this... McLaughlin perm? Yeah, actually, well, not, not that long. So like, you could check one, two neighbours. It, it, it was, like, short, uh, and sort of short on the sides, but all the top bit was perm. <gasps> the muller perm. Well, yeah, kind of, but, yeah. It was, and, and I just could not even wrap my head around how you got to that point. It, it just, that's just so much hard work. There is nothing good about a perm on a, on a dude. I mean, there is, and I say this acknowledging that there are, uh, some of our African-American and darker-skinned friends that actually rock it quite well. Um, for for your white Anglo-Saxon waspy guys, no, there are so few options when it comes to decent haircuts because all of it is just trying to look like the cool guy over there who inevitably is darker-skinned or African-American. Uh, did, uh, did What was your stance on... Um on getting your hair coloured or tinted or... All the time! Oh, my God! I, you name it, man. All the colours of the bow. I have gone down... I've, I, I've gone, um, like, as bottle platinum blonde as I can mm -hmm. um, a few times, including when I went over to... Hey, did, did you ha did you still have your beard at that stage? Yes. Oh, so you, you, you rocked, like, platinum Natural beard. Natural beard, platinum Dark beard. beard. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, it's, the, it's the best look. <laughs> Not... Um, but I, that, that's what I did to my hair when I would go to conferences, particularly Microsoft conferences, right. because there were so few people at those things that would do things like color their hair because nerds are in, insanely introverted people, as you well know. Mm. So you become the guy that stands out really quickly. Um, no, yeah, I've done that. I've done a red. I've done, I don't think I've done a blue or a green. Um, I've done black. Like, I've gone the complete other way and gone as dark black as I can. Yeah. Um, and actually didn't mind that, though I think that the the blonde probably looked better. And of course, after a week, you know, the roots start to grow out and you're just done. And I didn't care. That was the other thing, too. It's like, oh, whatever. I look like Guy Fieri. <laughs> the, uh, the, the problem I had when I 
Well, the first time I coloured my hair was when I was at uni. Yes. And so, of course, low on cash, just doing this... Oh, you did it yourself, and, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and and not being very good at it, it meant that my hair went sort of this coppery, almost... Like, nice, orange colour. Orange is wrong to call it, but it certainly wasn't really blonde. Um, and, you know... It never looked really good, but that didn't stop me from rocking it. And I, too, was guilty of, of going with the, uh, the the natural dark beard to match it. Oh, yeah, so of it course. Was pretty horrendous. Well, um, nothing looks worse, right? Nothing looks nothing. worse than someone well, who has clearly, um, you know, <laughs> coloured their hair and then gone, oh, I should do my beard as well. That needs to happen. Well, well then, again, that's not good. So, But, but <laughs> there was one thing worse than the blonde hair and the, um, and the dark beard, and that was the time that I thought, I, I was coming back for a res school because oh, I, I'd, I'd had to pick up some extra units. Oh. So I thought, because I'm going back to res, a res school, I'm just going to be like completely ridiculous while I'm in the midst of all of these external students. Yes. Uh, and so after bleaching it, I then put through like this purple rinse, right? Right, yes. And that, and that looked really, really cool mm. for about a whole day until I went swimming at the beach. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> and... Then instead of it looking purple, uh, because the salt sort of <laughs> sucked all the colour out, it went bright pink. <laughs> or, nice. Sorry, not even bright pink, just a bad pink colour. So I rocked up to red school with pink hair. That's um, that's diabolical. Um, I did have a friend uh, who I, I remember very, very fondly. His nickname was Duck. And he was uh, a, a really lovely dude, sweet disposition, a surfer, tall, skinny guy. Uh, and he had, oh, I learnt this uh, about four months after I had gotten to know him reasonably well hanging out and stuff. He was a redhead. Now, the reason why I didn't know that is because his hair was basically white. Wow. And you just only... From, just from the, from the salt and the sun? Or... 100%. Just because he would go and sit yep. down on his board for hours and surf and surf and surf and surf and surf. And surf. Uh, and the only reason I saw it one day was because we're, oh, we're mucking around. I think we're headbanging or whatever. It's doing something stupid. And he just kind of lifted his hair up because it was long, big, long hair up off the back of his neck. And it was all red, like red roots. And I went, dude, what are you doing to your hair? <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, it's red under there. Have you got like an infection or something? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I'm naturally a redhead. I went, rubbish. Actually, I didn't use that word. I used something else. Um, and he went, no, no, I'm serious. And I kind of looked at him weird and he said, here. And he kind of pulled down the top of his shirt and this tuft of kind of reddish chest hair popped up. And then he went for his pants and I went, no, no, I trust you. Um, <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> but it was, it's just this thing that has stayed with me ever since. That, that Duck had this incredibly white, that I could never achieve shade of white blonde hair. Mm. Um, but he was actually a redhead and he'd never coloured. It was just the sun and the ocean. Is he... Uh when I was, oh, yeah, through high school, when we used to spend a, a fair bit of time over at Yamba, well, I, I, I'd go through February and, you know, part of March with, with good-looking, you know, sun-bleached hair, but it never yes. lasted. Never, ever lasted. And the, my, I think my problem always was, and, and I have this problem with lots of things, Steve, like, th there is a schedule on which you should do things. Oh, you know, like, yes. Like everything has, you know, a set time that makes it work well and i think for haircuts it really is a couple of weeks it's not a couple of months and so this was the problem i would get a haircut and 
you know, it might look great, but yeah, it might, might be okay. And then a week later, you go, oh, actually, now, now it's looking pretty good. And then a month later, it's looking rubbish. <laughs> and then I, at that point, I'd still go, yeah, I should get it cut. And then it would take a couple of more weeks before that would happen. And, and I think that's partly how I got into such bad haircut shape with, um, as I started going bald. Mm. Because I, I went to the hairdresser so infrequently, <laughs> I didn't really... I didn't really pay attention. Do you, like, have, a, do you have an infection, Dave? <laughs> well, what was kind of happening was, like, at one point, like, like when I got married, the haircut I had when I got married was sort of parted down the centre, sort of sit mm-hmm. either side of my face, and you know, it looked all right. Um, I went with that for a while, and then I started cutting it shorter, and then, you know, did a whole bunch of other ridiculous things, um, and eventually tried to go back to that sort of just, you know, part in the centre haircut. And what I could never understand was it just stopped working, Steve. Like, it became, it would, like, fall over my, my forehead and it would flop around everywhere. Yes. And and I, I so I thought, well, maybe I need some more product. Or <laughs> yes. And I, and I would talk to the hairdresser about how you know, the, just, the cut wasn't sitting right. And God bless them, not one of them turned around and said, well, that's because you're going bald. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until oh. just out of desperation one day and... and I knew my hair was too long, and I just had the clippers at home, and I and just for no particular reason, I just you know hit myself with the clippers, yes. and then when I did that, I went, oh look at that, I'm going bald. Oh Dave, <laughs> I just oh. I literally did not realise the reason that my hair seemed to be limp was the fact that there was so much less of it than there used to be. Oh, oh Dave, <laughs> the the other part of my dad, um, and I'm I'm. I'm not going to say struggling, but it was a realisation that hit me in a really weird way the other day. Um, I have fond memories of my dad being... Because he had very dark black hair. uh, And he went salt and pepper pretty quickly in his Mm -hmm. 40s. But it wasn't like all black. It was just this great... I guess the thing that some guys actually want to have now is it was sort of these white, grey and black hairs spread so randomly but evenly through his hair that it just kind of looked really distinct and, and, and like he was a man of distinction and those sorts of things. And then, like, he has since gone grey and he's very grey now. But mind you, he turned 70 later this year. Um, but he's grey. Grey. Uh, and But that salt and pepper thing uh, has started to kick in for me. Now, not big. It started exactly like with him, just in the bits of sort of a, above your sideburns and your ears. Yep, yep. And it's most obvious um, when I let it grow out. So when it's number one, you can't really tell. But when it starts to grow out and get some length, you don't have to look hard to see that it's all sort of got the grey fleck going on there. The worst part is my beard. Now, I am a a fair-haired, blondy kind of guy and was a blonde blonde for a long time when I was a kid. Um, so growing, and because I'm a fat guy, growing a beard is tough to start with. Getting any colour in that is bloody horribly hard. Now, um, I, I haven't even sort of gone past the sort of dark auburn, you know, beard moustache thing, but around my chin, it went black for about a year and now it's like some really white and grey hair going on in that. How is that fair? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my beard has long since had the... Uh... Look, I, I tell my kids that the reason that there's these two big white stripes on my beard is... Oh, just on to, either side of your chin, yeah? Yeah, I, I, it's because I have to rub my chin with concern mm, at their behaviour. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, so I've had that for, for a, a while now. And, 
Uh, and I don't think it's going to get any better because, again, my, my dad, my, my dad, I, I have no living memory of him with anything other than silver hair. So uh, by the time he was, um, you know, in his 30s, he'd gone from blonde to silver. Um, and he always had like a side part uh, haircut um, that over the years turned from just being a side part into being a comb over. And it wasn't until he sort of retired that he finally uh, got up the nerve to just, you know, Pull the whole lot off. Actually, I think I, I I started shaving my head before Dad did, even though he was more bald than me. Um, but yeah, it, it's super. You know, it, it's lost the silver luster now, and it's just yeah. grey. And so I know that that's exactly where I'm headed. <laughs> it's just will you... not avoid that destination. Uh, well, I, th- I think it's it's the inevitability of life, right? You live long enough to see your face change shape and go grey. Yeah, see, I I, I feel. A bit ripped off though, because my grandfather, my grandfather had great hair. He was uh, my, my paternal grandfather. Like he he was the um, uh, oh he was a sort of a brill cream sort of dude. Like his yes. hair, you know, a, a, a pretty good hairline just slicked straight back with the right. old brill cream. Yep, and that was it. Like too easy. Always looked very very sharp. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried to do that one time just as a joke after my hair had started thinning out and, my God, it looked like the most horrible and pathetic thing ever. <laughs> well, see, when I had long hair, the most common way to do it was to just exactly that. Just pull it all back, put it in a ponytail and leave it alone. I mean, I would brush it and stuff, but that's when you've got long hair as a dude, it's not like you can wear pigtails and be taken any way seriously. Um, it, it's just really? pull it all back and you're done. Or you let it out and you rock out, but... They're the options, so I'm used to that. For the longest time, even when I didn't have long hair, I would just brush my hair backwards like that. And I got in a lot of trouble once with my hairdresser. That's not how you do your hair. And I went, that's the only way I know how to do my hair. <laughs> so we, we, what sort of place do you get your hair cut these days? Because, I mean, like the barbers, you know, the old school barbers all died out. But now there's these sort of, um, you know, sort of neo-barber yes. <laughs> stores where they're, 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 they're trying to do the, we're here for blokey blokes type barbershop um, as well as the cool kids oh yeah so, well do you go to one of those sorts of joints or, or, or are you at a, at a hairdresser's or where are you getting your hair it's, it's been days? a journey dave yeah. um when we moved to where we live now in brisbane um I, I have a wife who has long longish long enough hair such that she needs to build a relationship with a hairdresser so as a dude you just go to the same place <laughs> yeah um, <been> there. <laughs> yeah and and so what we did was we went to the same place and... Hang, hang on, you didn't go at the same time, did you? Oh, no, it wasn't <laughs> common. Well, no, no, let me finish. We went to the same place and in the process formed a good relationship with one of the, one of the hairdressers. Like, we knew a bunch of them, but yep, yep. this one lady, we just went, yeah, we've made a connection, she's lovely. Plus, she was the one that gave our kids their first haircuts and, and we, you know, she did their hair and was always gentle with them and all of that sort of stuff. So... Whenever we went, we would just book a haircut with Katrina. So because she can't do both of us at once, it might be, well, I'll get my haircut and then I'll go and start the shopping for you, honey. Great. See you later. Um, so we kind of would go together, but not get a haircut at the same time. Then, um, and it had been through a couple of changes of management and Katrina always hung on. And then mid to late last year, some new owners bought the the, the place and it rebranded again and again. And Katrina was there. Well, I got my haircut. We were chatting and stuff. And she kind of, like, she was her usual self, but just not very happy. Like, yeah, I can tell where people aren't totally keen to be where they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I went back again 
sort of six weeks, eight weeks later, and I went to book, oh, Katrina doesn't work here anymore. And I had to do this massive double take, like, what? Ooh. Katrina's left and she didn't tell us. Oh, what? No. I feel like, what is this? This is a relationship I didn't want to end this quickly. So I had to uh, get someone else to do my hair, and I got it done, and it was okay. I mean, like I said, I don't know or care what my hair looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a conversation with my wife afterwards and I said, oh, Katrina's gone. She said, yeah, I know. I had my hair cut the other day. I was like, oh. And she said, how did you find it? I said, it wasn't the same. She said, yeah, no, it wasn't. We're going to go somewhere else now. <laughs> so I don't, I don't look, I haven't even inquired oh. to see where she's going to get a haircut now. But uh, in the same shopping center, um, iBarber has popped up. Most imaginative name since the iPhone. Um, oh, like, like, is, is that like something that we should know about or is it just the fact that someone doesn't have a lot of it is exactly what you think it is. It's one of those post-neo, funky, uh-huh. we're going to be yep. a barber. Yep. And everybody in it is either, re- and I say reasonably young, like they're younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, the dudes all have tats. Um, <laughs> the lady that works there has a bunch of tats. Uh, <laughs> this sounds distressingly like the place where I get my hair cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve. But I Steve, think this is the thing now. Steve, we're cliches. <laughs> oh, we are worse. We're the worst. <laughs> Um, so that's where I go to get, but the benefit is that I kind of go, the first time I went, I said, oh, I need, I don't know what to do. Just kind of a thing. And he went, oh yeah, like this and blah, blah. And I went, yeah, that's it. So that's my current hairstyle until they tell me, Hey, try this. This would look good on you. I'm sticking with that now. Um, cause I don't know. I don't know anything else. I barely even know what to say when I ask for my haircut. I just go, oh, it's kind of short around the sides and then. It's a bit of long on top, and I sort of sweep it over, and there's a, a line cut in. And if I have the same guy, he goes, oh, yeah, no worries, and he just does it. Um, but I don't know what to ask for. Like, if, if the style changes, and I know it will, and I've seen, you know, lots of cool young people with tracks cut into their hair and lines and all sorts of stuff. And A, I'm never doing that. <laughs> B, I could never pull that off. I can barely pull off the line being cut into my head. Um, uh, and C, I just wouldn't know what to ask for. Can you write the word "huck" in the back of my hair or something like that's <laughs> that's the situation? Uh, yep. See, I, I've only re- really recently started going back, like going to this barber because mm-hmm. I, I for a long time, you know, went to, as you did went to the the hairdresser where where Rach went and yes, uh, and then when it became you know apparent that it really wasn't worth spending money to to have them just run the clippers over my head. I did it myself for years, and it was bad. Like, like it was not good. You sort of tell yourself, well, you can kind of get away with it because it's just all short, but it's not. It's, like, lumpy, and there are bits out there. Like, bits... When, you, when you're, you know, doing your own hair with the clippers, you yeah. miss... You miss oh, it. yeah. <laughs> you so do. Um, it's like if you try and shave your own head with, like, after you've clipped it, and then you get out, like, a, a safety razor. Yes, I've never done that. It, well, I, I tried for a bit, but I had a guy there with me who was going to do it anyway. Because so, I said to him, don't worry about it, I'll do it. And he went, well, you start, and I'll see how much I need to help. And he took over pretty quickly. Yeah, all right. But, but uh, I'm also so not got... I'm also not Woody Harrelson in the new uh, War of the Planet of the Apes trailer where he's shaving his head with a cutthroat. So, <laughs> no. you know... <laughs> So, but so I did it with the clippers, and then, uh, and then what actually really sort of changed my thinking about maybe needing to go and find a barber again was um, when I was in Thailand a couple of years ago, mm. and like so we'd be, I'd been in Cambodia for a few weeks, um, and I'd forget I hadn't got around to getting a haircut before I left. We'd been out hiking oh, up, yeah, at, for up sure. in the mountains, yep. And so by the time we got back to 
uh, you know, from the from our hike back to the city, I, I looked a bit Ned Kelly, to be quite honest with you. Yes. Um, except not as dapper. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, 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 was, I wasn't portrait Ned Kelly. I was um, after Glenn Rowan, Ned Kelly. Yeah, uh, hanging by his neck until he's dead, Ned Kelly. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, I just found this um, uh, a hairdresser near the hotel where we were staying. Mm-hmm. And for what would have probably been the equivalent of about you know, five bucks. You got your haircut and a rub and tug. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I d- no, listen, what I got, though, was I got a haircut. Yes. Because like, I was ex- expecting, he's just going to run the clippers over. Yeah, yeah, sure. No. He, he did use the clippers. and mm-hmm. But... There was so much care, Steve. So much oh, care. Would have been and, amazing. And and he he actually you know had multiple kinds of clippers mm. and and sculpted around where nice. you know, around the beard and, yep. and and the sideburns and everything. And and I came out and was like, wow, I did not know that having your head shaved could actually look this good. Mm. And you paid and so, what five Australian dollars for that? <laughs> Tops. <laughs> actually, I think it might have been. Actually, I think it might have been five bucks because he gave me a beer as part of the deal. Oh, Dave. So anyway, so I'm very um, pro that. Just by the way, a beer or a cider <laughs> while you cut my hair, I will drive across town for that. Yeah. So I um, I, when I came back, I, I I sort of dove back into maybe trying to find a barber, and I tried a couple, and one was a bit too old school, and you know, just nah, didn't like that, and. A couple of others were, I did go to one that was trying to be a bit funky, but I think he was a bit bored by the idea of just, you know, doing clippers. And so, yeah, it wasn't that he did a bad job, Steve, but there wasn't that care. There was, that love wasn't there. And yeah. uh, anyway, uh, last Christmas, or maybe even one before, I don't know now, I, I can't even keep track of these things. Uh, Rach got me a, a gift certificate and from one place and a, a, a little thing of beard oil. For, you know, so I could do nice. some maintenance at home. Mm. So I went and tried that place out, and that that's now my regular. Good. Isn't it? It's such a great feeling to find a place that you just go, particularly, oh, well, I'm sure it is the same for ladies, but for dudes, we just go, I go to this place for this, I go to this place for this, and I go to this place for my haircut, and that's all I need to worry about. It is, it's good. And, and I've finally realized that, you know, I do need to go every two weeks, because <laughs> when, when, when you... I, mean, I don't. I don't get a number one on my head, Steve. I get a half. Nice. Yep. <laughs> so, so the, it doesn't take long to go from half to being a three. Yeah, too long. And so, I hear that, right? I always turn up, and mine's well grown out from my one that I get sort of around the sides and back. Uh, the problem is that I can't afford the thirty-six bucks every two weeks to come and get my haircut. Ah, uh, well, see, he's he's a good twenty bucks. Yeah. See, I'd 20. take that. Yep. Twenty bucks, I could come at. I'm on board. I had. Yes. Yeah, I think it's just worth it not to look ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> bear in mind, I've spent probably the last four or five years, you know, trimming it myself, looking even more ridiculous. Like, this is the crazy thing. One of the reasons why I, I struggle getting to the hairdresser is it's one of those things where making time to do stuff is not, it's not a skill that I have. Yes. So you would think that when you get to the point of, okay, I'm cutting my hair at home with a set of clippers, you would never have your hair too long because at any point in time, you could step out of the shower, grab the clippers and just run them over the top, right? You'd think that, wouldn't you? You would think that. You would be so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the worst haircuts I've had ever. 
were, were just after I'd cl- clipped it. And sometimes it would be when I'd actually done a really good job clippering it and going, yeah. yeah, that's great. But of course, a month later after it's grown out, it just looks horrible. Yeah, yeah there's all these weird, jaggedy long bits and... It's great. It's like those beard trimmers that say you can use them in the shower. Don't ever use them in the shower. That's not going to end well. Not because they'll fail, just because you won't cut things right. Do do you ever shave in the shower? That's how I shave. It's only, in fact, it's only been when I've travelled overseas and I don't have a mirror with me in the shower that I won't shave in the shower. Okay, well, see, I I shave in the shower without a mirror. Well, I've got, like, facial hair that I want to maintain, Dave. Yes, yeah, well, well, but see, this is the trick. Yeah, the only thing you need to shave is your is your chin, and you can feel where the beard is. So you just, you know, it's all good. Mind you, I am also in a phase at the moment where I've just gone, nah, beard, I'll just let it grow, and then <clears> trim <throat> it back every, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. It's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, super when, lazy. When, when it's the you, best. When did, you, when did you first grow a beard? Oh, well, for the longest time I've tried to grow facial hair, this is my problem as a morbidly obese man, is that it, it just, it came through initially as this really fine bum fluff for the longest time. And I, what, in retrospect, I think what I should have done is just cut it a lot. Just shaved it, shaved it, shaved it, shaved it. It would have strengthened up and gone, and now here's your beard instead of just this, you know, Albany white bum fluff. Yep. Um, but for ages. I always joke about the fact that when you know, people compliment me when I've actually done something with my beard into a goatee or a, um, a kind of a Van Dyke or something. And they go, oh, yeah, it looks great. How long did it take you? Or, you know, Movember and you've come back and, oh, you've, got, you've, you've shaved your beard. No, no, this has taken me two years to grow. <laughs> it, it is not, it's not a quick process. My, my first one, um, I decided to stop shaving... Um, the week before the HSC exams started. Wow. And by the end of the HSC exams, I actually had a pretty good, thick, dark beard happening. A neck beard or a proper beard? No, no, a proper beard. Uh, no, I kept the neck shaved. No, it was mm-hmm. just a proper beard. And, I, and I, I sported that all through summer. Nice. Well, worst time, yes. And, but, and then I shaved it off when I went to uni. <laughs> Don't know why. Dave. <laughs> um, I mean, there were rookie mistakes, and there were rookie mistakes. Mate. Yeah, I know. So I shaved off when I went to uni. So I was clean shaven when I started uni, and then all throughout uni, uh, like every now and again, I would have a shave. But usually, it was just bearded, nah. bearded through laziness. Well, it's Armadale, right? I mean, they, it was they, cold. there's there's an area near Armadale where the beardies live. You know, <laughs> for good reason. It is as close as you'll get temperature wise, other than Tasmania, to living in England. Yeah, well, this is you know, probably not too inaccurate. Uh, it, uh, so, so yeah, beard time there. And then we've got some photos of when Rupert was born and just before mm. then when I was clean shaven. Yep. So I reckon I've had, since I was, well, so I was seven, still in seven, still 17 when I finished the HSC. I hadn't, oh. hadn't turned 18 yet. What I would have given to have facial hair in a high school, particularly grade twelve, because there were there were guys in my high school that were Neolithic, hormone-driven monsters, that could have beaten me to an absolute pulp, that were shaving at twelve, oh, uh, yeah. and I don't think I properly started shaving until I was twenty-one, twenty-two. Wow, it's, it, it's, I think it's the fat kid gene. I think really, well, oh, that's my theory. Okay, are you sure it's just not the blonde kid gene? Yeah, but see, even long blonde hair, like, there's nothing worse than that, that, you know, 
hey, young person with clearly a moustache that you need to shave off because that just looks ridiculous. Um, it, it, even if it's blonde, right? It, it just looks stupid it, it, and it feels wrong. So shave it off. No, no, it just didn't even get to the point of being anything that warranted shaving. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think I... And, and again, I was a very, very little... I slap a very little bloke. But I was a very little kid. Um, but I think I was shaving it I was regularly shaving at 15 Gosh. and in, intermittently shaving. And when I say regularly, that was like maybe twice a week. I was like regularly not, not pretending daily. to shave at 15. <laughs> like my dad had taught me and I had, you know, disposable razors and stuff and I would shave, but I don't know that anything was coming off. Yeah. Uh, I, reckon, I reckon in the last 20 years, I've had maybe four of them clean shaven in total. Yeah, and that that's the the distraction. I've been married going on 17 years, 16 years, sorry, and I intentionally shaved my beard. I think it was... I, I've had a goatee more than a beard, and it's just been laziness that I have a beard, but um, I had shaved my goatee off. Like, I went facially chin nude, no moustache, nothing, for the kids when I think our youngest was three or four, just so they knew that there was dad, like this is what dad looked like without his hair on his face. And there was a lot of wonder and fascination and all the rest of it. And then my wife walked after me, gave me a cuddle and said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> okay, sure. But well, I, I've always gone, like the beard is laziness. Um, yep. The goatee is fairly standard, and then the the moustache with like the thin the one. It's not really thin. It, it's if I do it right, it's a thinnish line, but it's not a it's not a flavour saver. It's like the flavour saver is extended down and grown down over your chin, right. um, which yep. is which is the facial hair choice of the bad guy from the first Matrix film. <laughs> I saw it. And I went. That's cool. I'm going to do that. And so I, quite often I will fall back to that and go, that's my default position. Um, I don't do it very well, but that's the, but because I look around and not many other people do that, probably with good reason. Uh, <laughs> but that's, it's a thing. I am, um, and just in, as you were talking, I was just kind of reflecting on, there is no substitute for a good horsehair brush, is there? Like just that lathery feeling of good, putting good soap on your face and you, because you would get it at the barber. Oh, yep, yep. And my dad had a horsehair brush that he used the first time I, he taught me how to shave, you know, when we lathered up and put that on. It's just this weird it's like comforting horse hair feeling. or badger hair. I think I'll... <laughs> I'll take whatever it is. Um, it just feels good. I'm not sure I wanted any other part of my body, but just on my face in that context, it was almost like a, this feels exactly what it should feel like and is normal and I'm an adult now. Yeah, see, I, I went for, I think, far, far too long. And actually, this may be why I was so keen to have a beard rather than shaving weekly. I went far too long with aerosols of shaving cream mm. and uh, and disposable razors. Mm. Um, it was I, I didn't really ever enjoy shaving ever until I went to you know the badger hair brush, a nice tub of soap, yeah. and uh, and a a double edged razor like yeah. an old old school old school single blade razor. Yeah. So nice. I like that so much. It's great, but still not good enough to get me to shave <laughs> like, completely. Like it's, the, the, it's it's nice to the cheeks and the and the neck, yes. you know. But th that'll do. Don't come near my chin or <laughs> my bumpy bits. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's it's no. not cool. I have a friend who um, 
He's been growing a mo, and it's it's just really graduated beyond the that looks pathetic shave it off stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it does he's he's rocking it pretty well, but he was then growing the edges of it like uh, so like so that he could wax it and curl it. Ooh. And I got to see him do that a couple of times. I went, man, that is awesome. You need to stick with that. And then I saw him like a week or two later, and he'd shaved the the long bits off. I said, what's it doing? And I think it was something like I got too much crap for it. Or I was like, oh man, no, you were owning that. That looked amazing. He had the right shaped face to have these big circular curls on the end of his mo, and it worked, and he rocked it. And then someone basically said something to him, and he's not doing it anymore. Yeah, I, I can't get creative with my facial hair. I, I, uh, whatever shape my head is, it's wrong for everything that is <laughs> even remotely interesting. Well, my Mo- my Mog's TV Talk logo. Yep, that's got my the mo and the strip facial hair thing. Yes, I've noticed because that's the atypical Mog. Facial hair go-to position. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just... So, I'm just trying to think. I mean, beards are back, right? I mean, they... Oh, yeah. Hipsters brought beards back. Yeah, so... It... Are you worried that they're going to go away again? Because, like, when I started growing a beard... Oh, they'll go away, for sure. But that know, won't stop me wearing one. Well, yeah, I was gonna, I Not guess... now. I'm an old man that's got kids. I'll wear it just to spite them. <laughs> so, yeah, I went through a period of being very uncool having a beard. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, all the beards around me were cool, but mine probably still wasn't because <laughs> I didn't really look after it. And, and, and now, just through the fact that it gets... Know, trimmed up on a regular basis. I, I think it's almost at cool. Uh, and, and, but I, I don't know because I've never been cool, so I can never really tell whether I'm even approaching it. Like, I've, I've got no meter, no roadmap. Yeah, yep. That's right. I used to know what it was, but then they changed what it is, and now I don't know what it is. I've never known what it is. No. <laughs> see, and this is why. I don't I, even know who they are. This is why I always struggle with haircuts. Because how am I supposed to know if I've got a good haircut or not when I don't know what a good haircut looks like, except for everyone else seems to have one? I'm, I'm <laughs> Except for me. I'm a fairly confident guy, Dave. I can handle most things pretty well, and I'm willing to stick my neck out and do things that maybe people might think is unpopular. I want to know how big are the balls on the guys that go, you know what, I'm going to you know, get serious about craft beer or I'm going to, you know, wear this kind of clothing and these kind, this, my beard like this so that enough other guys go, Hey, yeah, that looks really good. That's in. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love, I would love to even understand the, the, the mindset. Uh, you know what? I'd even just love to be interested enough in anything to, to develop that mindset. You know, like I like beer. Mm. Be- Beer's great. Oh, big um, fan. Um, I'm particularly fond of lager. Yes. Which probably makes most people who are into beer go, but, <laughs> but it's what I like. Yeah, well, look, and and but, I am 100% then, behind people knowing what they like and going hard at it. But but even there, I, I mean, I, I don't know that much. Of, like, I, don't know, I don't know about my beer. I know what I t- like the taste of, but mm. if someone goes... Do you think this is a bit hoppy? I'm just like, oh no, it's beer. <laughs> I don't like it as much as that one. What's the difference? So the one thing that I do know about beer, because I went through a Guinness phase, oh, and yes. I think everyone goes through a Guinness phase, don't they? Um, I, and I don't mind it occasionally, but it really is a hamburger in a glass. Oh, look. like you come away from that, and you don't need to eat food, and you really should eat food. 
Well, well he's, yeah, here's the thing. I, if if I could you know, get the, the the calorific intake balance correct, <laughs> I would happily have Guinness as my regular, provided it was coming from a place where it was well poured, because that's yes. a half challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, I've even done the Guinness in a can thing. Like, oh, the Guinness they said, in a can's good. Oh, look, it was fine when I was in my Guinness phase. That was fine. The problem is that I think you had to buy them in fours or sixes. And I managed to go out of my Guinness phase before I'd finished <laughs> six pack. That must, have been a pre- that must have been a pretty short Guinness phase. Oh, no, no. In that, it, it was the tail end of it. I was in it for a while and then I got it. And I remember I had this can of Guinness sitting around in the cupboard for the longest time. And I think I just went one day, I should open this. And I opened it and I smelled it. And I went, yeah, I'm not going to have that. See, we uh, the uh, the pink pub in Armadale, the Wicklow yes. Hotel, uh, which sadly has been Long ruined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's still there, but it's been ruined. It's not the yeah, it's not the pink pub. Yeah, uh, even if it's still pink, it's. We went back there for a wedding one time, and the great thing about the Wicklow was it had all these little like little nooks and crannies and little rooms and old fireplaces best, and stuff. They? It was so you you, know, you could sort of sneak in there and hang out and. You get um, a room where just six or seven or eight people could sit, and that's it. Yeah, but they opened it all up and made it, you know, yeah, into a beer barn, and it's horrible. No. But, but back when uh, we were there at uni, it was the sort of place where, you know, you, you could get to know some of the, the staff a bit, um, and you'd go in, you'd order a Guinness, you know, go and sit at the table mm. and wait, because, you know, it takes time to pour a Guinness properly. Yes. And, and over it would come, and... Then you basically wouldn't have to leave the uh, your table because as the bar staff wandered past, you know they'd notice when your Guinness was getting mm, to. They would start pouring in you point, one. Yeah, and 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 over it would come and oh. and you know your, your wallet would be very empty by the time you left, but it was a beautiful experience. Oh, Whereas what a time! Yeah, some of the other pubs in town, uh, you know, d- decided that they'd put Guinness on, but they were the again the, the beer barn sort of places. We went, well, we have to run the taps as fast as we possibly can uh, so we can pour as many drinks in an hour as we can. No. And they did that with the Guinness tap. as like They had the Guinness tap running at the speed of like the Tui's new tap. Oh, and no. it was disgusting. And they could never understand why like people would like buy one Guinness and then <laughs> then leave and, it would, and oh. never order one again. And think but, of the waste of that. I mean, the way they pour modern beer is that they just you know, fill up the glass, let it foam over. So that's product that's going into, like, the waste pile, um, let it sit there, foam over, and then pour a bit more in to get the rest of the head out, and then serve you your beer. Like, you can't do that with Guinness. No, not even remotely. It'd take an hour. <gasps> yep. It, well, it should, unless you've got, you know, obviously too much gas or something going into the lines, so that it just squirts out and, like, smashes the bottom of the glass instead of oh, dribbling yeah. down the side. And it just tastes strong, and it was horrible. Yeah, it's horrible like place. it bruises it, isn't it? I, 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 Steve, if there's one thing it's that I'm not going to claim to be, it's a scientician. <laughs> yes. So I don't know why it doesn't work. I just know that it, it doesn't. doesn't work. Yeah. The the other thing that that they had uh, at the at the Albury Club down here um, is they and I don't know how this works at all, but they've got a thing where they pour the Guinness out of the glass. And it, it looks like they're pouring it a bit too fast, but then they put it on this little silver disc, they press yeah. a button, and all of a sudden you see this whoosh of bubbles coming up from the bottom. What? Like, like, so oh, like, yeah, no, this is a new thing. So, like, I don't know whether they put some kind of like static electric charge through it or 
what they but like, it's a solid glass just sitting on a pad like it's not like there's something in the glass like the you know it's not like the cans where there was a little hydrogen ball oh no this is there. a different thing keep talking yes yeah yeah like literally you just sit the glass on this little disc and it like it's got a pad of bits and pieces around it and it's got a guinness logo and they press the button and whoosh it brings it it's like it brings it to life see i have seen and i don't know if it's on shark tank or wherever or something but uh, this facility so that instead of pouring it out of a tap, which of course that agitation is what gives you the head and all of the rest of it, the idea it, it was like a one-way valve fixed oh, to yeah. the bottom of glasses where they yep. could they built the, the tap effectively into the bench, so you pushed the glass into it, and the glass filled from the bottom up. Yeah, I've seen those at uh, concerts and at the at sports ball places. Yeah, I, I actually have had particularly a, a America, beer. right? I've actually had a, had a beer served to me that way but no this is something different altogether this is an actual glass just a glass that magically bubbles that, that, that magically bu- yeah mind blown I don't know it how it works to be something to do with ultra high frequency noises yeah, or something exactly that, that was my other thought was yeah like if it's like got some super duper like um, ultra high frequency so you get that vibration and the vibration is causing it to agitate in the glass or something but it looks very cool that is very cool I've um like my 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 choice at the moment would be is cider, I think, more than anything. Cider or a good alcoholic ginger beer. But I do really love like a wheaty beer. So you like um, your Coronas or your your Great Northerns or those sorts of things. They're mm-hmm. on a particularly a nice hot Queensland day. Because I always feel the yeasty beer is just a bit too heavy. You get those suckers out and oh, I could smash too many of them in a hurry. Yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from. My problem at the moment with any beer, actually, or any alcoholic thing whatsoever, <laughs> yes, <laughs> because I have been going through you know, weight loss over the last yes. few months, is uh, when I'm sort of halfway through that second beer, all of a sudden I'm just like, I don't know I can go much further than this. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I have become a massive, massive lightweight. I just, I can't do it. Clearly, uh, the, the fat stores that used to be in my body <laughs> that were helping to, uh, you know, I don't store away some of the alcohol or God knows what, uh, but yeah, before it got to my brain and my liver is not, no longer there. Uh, and now, oh, like I've got, uh, I've probably got half a carton of, um, Cooper's Pale Ale in my fridge mm. and I, I don't know how long it's going to take to finish it. Six months. Six months <laughs> by the just, sound of it. I just can't go there. I just cannot. And, and the, the, the annoying thing is... You're not keeping like, it light, my Dave? beer at the moment. You're not keeping it light? Um, well, that... Uh, so with some Cooper's Light special edition Bible uh, Society version? <laughs> <laughs> Look, um... Light, light beer is kind of like kissing your cousin. Oh, yeah. Like, like, it's, 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 like it's, kissing your cousin. Like, like some of the sensations are okay, but ultimately you know that it's the wrong thing to do. Oh, the wrongest. <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude, 100%. Um, yeah, no. It, it's I, interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd rather go without. Yeah, yeah. Honest with you. I'm, um... Beer, I, I always find it interesting, the beers that people choose, uh, and, and that they say, oh, this is my favourite, or that's my favourite. Because I'm not a beer snob by any stretch. I will drink a beer and, and go, oh, yeah, that's, that tastes nice. Um, and it's only really distinctive things. Oh, no, I like that one more than that one because it's crisp or something and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to sit down and drink, you know, have the nice little, you know, um, 
you know, you can go to particularly craft breweries and pubs and stuff, and they'll have they'll bring out the paddle with eight beers on it. Mm-hmm. They're yep. all different things, and they explain that the, the and I taste taste one, and I go, "Yep, that's beer." Taste the second <laughs> one, that also is beer. Third one, mm, mighty good beer. Fourth one, could be beer. So eighth one, it's the dark one, it's the beer. Um, <laughs> I also, I, well, when I was living in New South Wales, I just used to drink two years old. So this was around my um, uh, my Guinness phase. No, because two two years old is fantastic. Well, mm. two years old is fantastic on tap. It's it yes, is rotten stuff if you actually get it out uh, of a bottle or a can. A bottle, bottle or a can, yeah. Just, but, but that was uh, it. You'd get you'd get a a, a, a pint of um, two years old and settle in with a steak over lunch. It was always great. No, that's I I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Two two years old is always a good option if you can't get a, a properly poured Guinness. Yeah, yeah. But, we had yes. Yeah, but obviously. I, yeah, I, I am a bit of a beer snob, but it's less around the taste and where it comes from than how it makes me feel afterwards. Like, uh, like v, yes. VB and and Carlton and stuff. Won't like that. come at it. Won't go near it. It just, yeah, it just. Yeah. By the time you finish drinking it, it like feels kind of gross in your mouth, and then just feel it, rotten the next day. Even it's the I, morally uh, wrong choice. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Where, um, so. So the the other the thing that is on my favourite list at the moment, and I don't know if you can find it up your way. It seems to not travel too far north. Is one it's called Furphy's Refreshing Ale. Uh, really? That, yeah, and that's made down in Geelong. And the Furphy reference is, is actually to you know, the Furphy water carts yes. from uh, from Shepparton in Victoria. Um, but it, you know, it's, I, I bought it because at the time I was after a beer. It, I saw it, it said refreshing, and I thought, yes, I would like to be refreshed. Yes. Thank you. And, and you know what? It did. And uh, oh, I'm very fond of that one at the moment. But again, I've got half a carton of Coopers to get through <laughs> from a party. <laughs> they, were, like, they were party leftovers. And uh, I've got to get through that before I can buy any more furfies. I think it's going to last me a long time at this rate. Oh, man. We had a, a young lady at, at my boxing thing that I go to on Wednesday nights. Um, she's one of like one of the regulars. I can't remember her name, and if and if it did, I probably wouldn't say it. Um, who? It's weird, right? In in our boxing group, there's I'm certainly I'm the big dude. I'm the fat guy that's trying to get healthy, and there are I'm there's I'm one of two guys, who and the other guy comes with his partner, and there look, he's pretty fit. She's a little bit you know weight, but not a big deal. And then there's a five or six or seven other ladies of varying levels of. Um, beginningness through to this lady who I want to talk about who is a hardcore like gym nut like mm-hmm. she works but goes to the gym every day twice a day like she is fit and she is fine um, so she's a, a slight thing as well and she fessed up the other night that she'd lost her license and uh, the trainer goes oh yeah what'd you blow and she just without even hinting point one one whoa holy Snapping duck balls. Look, I say that with faux, you know, amazement because our student union actually put one of those breathalysers <laughs> on the wall. Yes. And rather than it being a tool so that people would like avoid drink driving, oh, you got the best one. Yeah, exactly. Because we were only walking home anyway, so it didn't really matter. So it was who could get close to actually poisoning themselves. The trick is always to blow through the straw that you've been drinking through. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get the better one. That's well. That's what I found. Oh, um, dear. But so she said, I blew you know, 0.11 and like a couple of other ladies nearly fainted. 
Um, well, and she said, oh, well, you know, and because she said, I'm hoping I get a judge who um, is understanding and kind because it's a first offence. And I said, you better pray that you have a blind, deaf and dumb judge because you are in a world of pain with that sister. They are not taking drink driving in any way lightly. Um, but she went on to say, oh, you know, because it, it wasn't too bad. And I know when it, like, cause I think the, the trainer said, did you know that you were over? And she said, yeah, I, I'd had a big night. And this was the next morning. I'd had a big night. And I knew I was, but I've you know, done it a thousand times before and it was fine. That's a pretty big number for the next morning. Oh, don't even. Like, and then the story started to come out from everyone else, right? But she said she bleed 0.11 and, uh, you know, it was all, and that was the next day. And uh, and she said, and I looked back and I thought what I had, it wasn't that bad. I only had probably six or eight cocktails with the girls. <laughs> yeah. I just went, sister, you were lucky you only blew 0.11. And then another one lady went on to say, oh yeah, a, a friend of mine. So I guess anecdotally take that for what it's worth. A friend of mine had had a big night with his mates the night before, came home, had a massive sleep, like slept it off effectively, drove to work, worked, came home, got blown coming home and blew 0.78 or something. That's after not drinking after he got home at whatever time in the late night, early morning. Goodness gracious. That's a big night. There's a supermarket um, a couple of blocks away from our place and... It used to amaze me, uh, you know, the first couple of times we saw that um, a highway patrol car would pull up and start doing breathalysers around there, like, you know, on a Wednesday morning and stuff like that. And and the first time I saw that, I thought, this is just ridiculous. Like, this is a suburban street. You know, like, you're not on any main road. It's, you know, first thing in the morning. Mm. What a waste of time. Anyway, I had to go back to the supermarket about two hours later. And I tell you what, there was a line of cars behind, or sorry, just in front of the cop car wow. for people who they had gone, no, nah, you're done, leave the car, off you go. Yeah. And I reckon, you know, they would pop up there every couple of months and every time, sort of by lunchtime, they would have a couple of cars, they would have got a couple. Like, that's a big effort. Oh, dude, massive. And, and look, where I live uh, in, in Queensland, it's sort of the suburb or a couple of suburbs away from the police um, academy. So when they take all of the fresh recruits out to do their practice <laughs> yep. breatho, it is one of the two streets in my suburb. Uh, and you'll see it on, on a particular, it's always of an evening, um, so that they don't have heaps and heaps of traffic so that they can, you know, monitor and maintain them and all of that sort of stuff. Um, they are all there in their very, very, very fresh high vis. Um, you know, good evening driver. Can you please blow into this? You know, when I say go and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I've been pulled over a couple of times. That's okay. I, I, like, I, ju- I just don't think, drink a drive. Never have. It's never been a big issue. I mean, I've had been on the Terps a few times in my life, but I've never... I've been smart enough to just go, no, nah, if I'm getting on it, I'll leave the car at home or I'll bring my wife because she doesn't drink. Um, so that, that actually has been a saviour a few times. <laughs> Darling, do you mind if I have a few tonight? Yep, you're right to drive. Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm also aware of the next day stuff. Like that if I have, mm. if I really get on it, then it's like, well, I need to not be driving the next day or, or those kinds of things. Uh, but it, it, it's really a situation of where they do those test runs. It's like, if I ever was the kind of person that was to drink and drive and you kind of see them coming, right? They're not hidden away. No. It's like, oh, I can, I'll just turn down this road and go down that road and I'll get home another way. Like, it's not a hard thing. And I'm sure they've got people looking out, but when it's particularly the student you know, officers, it's, 
they're more worried about are they saying the right things to the people? Are they getting them to re- record it the correct way and all that sort of stuff? Well, because it'd be pretty tricky, like doing that as a police officer in in Queensland, especially because I mean, down here in New South Wales, like you don't have to. They've got the new things, so you don't have to um, blow in the little just tube anymore. You just count to ten, and I mean, in Queensland, that's almost impossible asking a random person to do that. So they have to come up with a whole bunch of different strategies. Oh, Dave, my sides. <laughs> uh, it, it, we are starting to get the count to ten ones. I think what they do is they get you to say your name three times. Um, <laughs> well, again, that's kind of difficult for Queenslanders, is it? Well, it is particularly given all of the hyphens that some people have. <laughs> I guess it depends on the suburb. <laughs> mm. Smith hyphen Smith hyphen Jones hyphen Smith. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I well, need a beer, Dave, after this talk of this. Yeah, I think I, that, that sounds like a pretty good idea. I think I might go and do that as well. I'll I've been, have I've a been, quiet one while I cook dinner. Good work. I've been sitting on... Um, I bought some alcoholic ginger beer for Christmas. And the last bottle of it has been sitting in the fridge since then. And I think I might go down... Because I can't have it... Like, we've got ice at home. But it just isn't the same unless you pour it over... Like, uh, you know, a bag of ice. ice. Crushed ice. You know, like ice from the the ice place. So I think I might take two bucks, go down and get some ice, come back, and I reckon that's tonight's plan. Well, I think we're going to watch movies. We'll have to talk about movies sometime. I showed my kids E.T. a couple of weeks back. You did? They loved it. Yeah, I I I don't know if my two are past that yet. I think we may have already shown them that. I desperately, desperately want to show them the original Ghostbusters. uh, And I haven't yet. Gals have seen that. There's, um, yeah, oh, I've shown them the new Ghostbusters. They didn't mind that, so I yeah, probably no, could show them the original pretty yeah. easily. I think I think I, I think Willow is going to be the next one on the list for my kids. They're probably a little bit old for it, but I'm going to make them sit through it anyway. Yeah, I definitely. I, I, I mine are going to get um, Labyrinth, Dark Crystal. Um, uh, my son, because he uh, and and daughter, I'll probably expose her to it probably a bit too early. They'll both get Spinal Tap and the Blues Brothers sometime in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, will, I won't be sitting there watching the film. I'll be sitting there watching them watch the film <laughs> to make sure they're enjoying it because, damn it, they have to enjoy it. No, that sounds good. All right, well, you have, you have, a, you have a fun evening. Take I will, care. Dave. Stay Thank dry. You. Oh, mate, we didn't even get to talk about that. Oh, my goodness. One drop of rain. Close the schools. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you can put it on your list for next time. It's on the list. Bye, Steve. Bye, Dave. I love you. Love you too, man.